This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. So I've been catching up on the latest season of The Mandalorian, Jim. Yeah. And I'm thinking of converting. To what? Becoming a Mandalorian. It's a, so it's my a belief system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my belief system. I think yeah, I'm going to make it Mandalorian from here on out. And the reason is uh, I like the deal where you don't have to watch other people eat. What? Mandalorians never take their helmets off in front of other people. Uh-huh. So one of the episodes, there was a Mandalorian eating, but they had to go off by themselves to take their helmet off and eat their food. And that's not a bad thing, especially when it goes to stuff like bowls of cereal. I used to, that disgust you or what? Yeah, I used to hate sitting at the breakfast table with my sisters, listening to them slurp. Yeah. Watching them chew. It is the worst of both worlds because you're getting the chewing. But it's like, because soup is annoying too, but you have to open your mouth wider to get the cereal in so the slurping's worse. I went down a bit of an internet rabbit hole uh, after watching a few episodes yesterday, wondering, like, what's the logic if the Mandalorians are always in their armor and they can never take their helmets off? Like, how do they manage day-to-day life? I googled, do Mandalorians shower... And according to the internet, there's a coupling on their armor that allows connecting a hose to it. So Mando can bathe inside his armor. That sounds like seven extra steps. <laughs> Just don't shower at the gym. Shower at home and take your helmet off in front of nobody. Yeah, yeah. Have a shower, a private shower like mm-hmm. most people do. Yeah. <laughs> Lock the door, get in the shower, put your helmet back on afterwards. So then if the if it showers itself in the suit, then there must be an exhaust system that like looks Dries like he's peeing. <laughs> no, I don't know. Where's the little water go? That's true. <laughs> Where is it stored? Yeah, and the soap? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, I don't guys, know Mandalorians, that. come on, guys. Uh, do Mandalorians sleep with their helmets on? Um, Mandalorians are able to remove their helmets for sleep as long as there's not another person present. Since Mando feels comfortable enough to unburden himself of his headgear while eating, there's a good chance he leaves it off when he's isolated from others to take okay. a snooze. It'd be nice to nap on a plane with one of those on. Dark, quiet. Yeah, noise-canceling, mm-hmm. Noise-canceling sure. Mando hat. <laughs> can Mandalorians remove their helmets in front of their spouse? They cannot remove their helmets in front of any other person, including their spouses. Huh. Not about, a lot of foreplay going on. What about this one? Can Mandalorians reproduce? The answer here, Mandalorians are celibate. Just like their parents and their grandparents before them. Pardon? I, I have a feeling that this may be a joke. Yeah, they're playing <laughs> a quick one on us here. Wait a second. Celibate like their parents and their grandparents before them. Mm. This is the way. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yesterday, uh, also tearing up the internet, was uh, new movie trailers. The new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or... Across the Spider-Verse, I think the new one's called. Yeah. Into was the first one. Yeah. Across is the new one that's coming out. That trailer came out. Any Beatles songs in it? <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> uh, didn't hear any oh. Beatles songs, but there's a lot of Spider-Men in there. Oh, again? Yeah. There was five in the last one. Oh, there's, and the Tom Holland, there was three. It looks like there's at least 80 Spider-Men in this movie. Really? Whole <laughs> gang's there. The first one was amazing. Unbelievable. So Set I, a standard for animation I'm in my I'm not going to knock it until I see it, but if you want to check that trailer out, we'll post it 
on the uh, Taz and Jim Facebook page. The other trailer that was released yesterday is for this Barbie movie that we've been hearing about. You got London, Ontario-born Ryan Gosling playing Ken. Simu Liu is playing another version of Ken in this Couple movie. Couple Canadians. And Margot Robbie is Barbie. Now, I don't, I don't think this is for kids based on this scene at the end of the trailer. So a bunch of Kens are standing around, and it looks like they're having a little conflict. They want to kick Ryan Gosling's Ken off of the beach that they're hanging out at. Looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beach you off right now, Ken. I'll beach off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both of us off? Nobody's going to beach anyone off. I guess my daughter's not going to see this movie. Beach off? I'm not getting the joke. It's a bad pun. There's always been questions about Ken's sexuality. Yeah, yeah. I don't get... they want they want him off the beach, I guess. I don't get the pun. They want him off the beach, so they're gonna beach him off. You don't understand like, I, what I, they're I, alluding to. I guess I know what they're alluding to, but it's, it's not a even bad close. Pun. Yeah, it's very bad. It's, it's a not bad even pun. close. It doesn't even rhyme it's, or sound alike. It's not funny. They're saying this movie is is getting early reviews that are fantastic huh. from critics, but it I don't think it's a kids movie. PG thirteen is what I understand. It's it's kind of it's like remember the Brady Bunch movies that came out, yeah, in the nineties, yeah, yeah, and they were more geared towards adults. They they poked more fun at the Brady Bunch while celebrating the uh, the legacy and the history of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's having some fun. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from yeah. this Barbie trailer. When you think about it, though, you know, Barbie is still a thing, obviously, but it's not as big as it was. Barbie was like the one toy. You know, it was huge back in the 80s and 90s. Massive. Yeah, so I think 60s, th- 70s. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's obviously for those people who've grown up. With Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's why you that's why you cast Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, who skew to an older demographic in the first place, and not, you know, younger people, like Disney Club-type age people. I guess there's enough Barbie content for the young kids. They figured they'd go a little older on this one. PG-13 for the new Barbie movie. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got Rick on the line. How you doing today, Rick? Oh, not bad there, Taz. Not bad. I was just going to ask Jim there for a minute there, since he's from a farming community up in Mitchell there, is he familiar with cattle prods? Are you familiar with cattle prods, Jim? Yeah. In what way? More specifically, pig prods. <laughs> I saw my I saw my one cousin zap my other younger cousin with it once when we were shipping pigs once. Oh, really? So he you're familiar with humans getting zapped with these things? Yeah. Cool. What's, and, your, and what's your question, Rick? Well, a friend of mine, we were walking through a TSC store there at Dundas East there a few months ago, and uh, there was three of us, and uh, he had his grandson with him there, and somehow the grandson got a hold of one of these cattle prods there, and he, you know, going to granddad, granddad said, that's all right, there's no batteries in there, and so the kid went walking around the aisle, came back, grandpa was talking to us guys, and all of a sudden, right into the launch mode, the kid caught him right between the legs near you-know-what, right behind. <laughs> I going to go right through the seal out of there. <laughs> so his kid zapped his grandfather with a cattle prod in the junk. Oh, you got it. Wait, did they keep them charged, or were there batteries in it, or did he go get batteries and put them in to get old Gramps? 
There was batteries in it, man. I thought, oh, wow, wow. That, that, that's better than a taser. That kid needs to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'd click like on that video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good Have day, a good. Rick. Appreciate you, pal. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you see Kid Rock is in the news? He uh, He's angry at Bud Light, apparently. He posted a video on social media of him using a gun to shoot up some cases of Bud Light. Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. <laughs> it's tough to tell. My name is Keith. Like, does, does he, is he playing to his, uh, his fans here? Does he really believe us, or is he, like, playing a character? I think sometimes you play a character and you become the character. You know what I mean? Because he plays like the he's not a, he wasn't raised as a redneck. He's a pretty well off guy, but he's become a redneck. Yeah, and he's got a ton of money still. But hey, uh, he's angry. He's taking his frustrations out on those those cases of Bud Light. And the reason, apparently, he doesn't say it specifically in the video, but uh, Bud Light partnered with a transgender activist, social media influencer, and Kid Rock is apparently angry about that. I got to say, I'm disappointed. When he shoots the cans, like, the payoff is not great. First of all, he doesn't take them out of the case. I would have liked to see a giant pyramid of beer cans made uh, with with all those Bud Light cans, if he's gonna shoot, if them, you're gonna like, do it, do it put, right. Put the work in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like the game at the the fair, where you have all the cans on top of each other. He's got like when you five throw the baseball cases. at it. Imagine, yeah, imagine the big pyramid he could have made yeah. with those beer cans. That would have been something special. Yeah. Or line them all up like 48 beers in a row in a single line. Shoot a bullet through it and s- film it in slow motion so it goes two, 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 and see how many it goes through. I love those videos. Yeah, where it's a, they'll use like water balloons or yeah. whatever it is. And how many water balloons does it take to stop a bullet? That would have been a lot more interesting <laughs> than what he posted. Or even the classic, uh, you line them up on the fence and you do the... Oh, yeah. Usually an empty can, but this could have been full. Right. Another thing you do, skeet skeet shooting. Have your buddy huck him in the air, your old washed-up football buddy. Also (laughs) would have been much more impressive than what Kid Rock decided to do. How about you Uh, you get a wall of Bud Light cases? You make a wall of Bud Light cases, and then you pick up your machine gun, and like the gangsters used to do, you... And when you're done shooting, the bullet holes make the shape of a middle finger. Oh, that's art. That's a Banksy right there. Hindsight's 2020, Kid Rock. Bud Light and Anheuser Bush. Have a terrific day. Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that peacock? It's really annoying. And I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? Cock, cock. Cocoon. I want to see your peacock. Cock, cock. Your peacock. You want to see your peacock? Cock, cock. I want to see your peacock. Peacock, cock, cock. Your peacock, cock, cock. Devin Peacock is here. He's our sports guy. Smoking the ganja. 
now allowed in the NBA. You can light it up as much as you want if you're an NBA player. Without, not on the sidelines. Not on the sidelines. <laughs> without any fear of uh, there being any sort of uh, repercussions. So players will no longer be uh, tested uh, for, uh, for smoking pot, which is, I think, long overdue. Like, every sport should be doing this. Treat it the same as alcohol. You don't want to be drinking like a beer right before you go out. Unless it's beer league. Unless it's beer league. <laughs> That's the whole point. You don't want to be, uh, you know, smoking a joint right before you go out. But after the game, you know, go ahead. Why not? Yeah, I would say it's not performance enhancing. No. If anything, it'd be, it would detract, really. I mean. Uh, I, I, you I, could I, ask I, a guy, it maybe. It could be performance I golf, enhancing. I golf better with two beers. Yeah, you switch that over to beers pretty quick, Jim. <laughs> well, I don't golf better with two joints. That's for sure. I get way worse. But two beers, I'm flying. I'm doing great. Marijuana, maybe if I played pool, I could get in the zone. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I've got ADHD, and I've heard there's benefits for people with ADHD in terms of focusing and paying more attention if they're using marijuana. You know what is a performance enhancer? Ritalin. It's cognitively. So could you still, like, they don't test people for Ritalin. I don't. I, I will speak from experience on this one as well, guys. <laughs> I've taken Ritalin. It didn't enhance my performance very much in any <laughs> aspect of my life. <laughs> didn't work. Maybe yeah. I've gotten immunity to this. You stuff. never know. <laughs> the The decision on pot though came as part of a new bargain agreement in the NBA. They very quietly worked this out, which is great news for basketball fans. Uh, this is at least a six or a seven year deal, and pot was one of the big takeaways for me. But it's not one of the. That's not the only big takeaway. There's going to be some interesting changes coming in the NBA. One of the biggest things that we've been talking about for a while is they are now going to have, and possibly this could start next year, an in season tournament. So if you're familiar with uh, soccer, the way you do it with uh, you know like the League Cup or mm-hmm. FA Cup, something like that, they do it mostly in English soccer, but the other like leagues do it as well. You have tournaments within the season. The NBA is going to do it a little bit differently, so regular season games will also count towards this in-season tournament. So it's not a separate game. It still counts for the regular season and the League Cup. It has a double meaning. Interesting. And the teams that make the final will then play basically an extra game. So you could get to the end of the season, you'll have played 83 games, whereas everyone else will have played 82. But there's going to be a financial incentive for players to want to win this because there's going to be money still to be decided how much money they're going to get. But there's, I think, going to be some decent money on the line for this. Also, speaking of money, one of the big concerns people have had in the NBA in particular has been load management. You know, they, uh, they've, the NBA has really been trying to get teams to not rest players, especially on nationally televised days and games because people want to see the stars. Sometimes, you know, LeBron James, I'm, not, I'm just going to use LeBron James as an example. He doesn't always do this. Sometimes he does. He would come to Toronto. Raptors fans want to see LeBron but he's sitting out because he's, he's, he's resting himself. So the NBA has changed the minimum number of games you need to play to qualify for awards. And this is, ah. and this is important because a lot of bonuses and escalators and contracts are tied to awards. If you're a first-team All-NBA, second-team All-NBA, third-team All-NBA, or if you are a defensive player, six-man, MVP, what have you. You're not going to win the awards unless you play X number of games. You need to play 65 games to qualify for the awards. So if you don't, then you don't qualify for the awards, and therefore the amount of money you can make drops. Yeah, then how are you going to pay for all your weed? (laughs) Thanks, Dev. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Only. Only.
Always interesting stories coming out of the state of Ohio, which is in the Taz and Jim listening area. Anyone who can hear us across the lake in Ohio, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, This is a cautionary tale with Easter weekend coming up. So the story goes, in Ohio, there was an Easter, early Easter egg hunt. And just outside Dayton, Ohio, um, Sunday devolved into chaos. Oh, no. Because the parents got way too into it. I've heard this happen before. This is how it's supposed to happen. One and two-year-olds would go first and have their own section of a mall to search. So this happened at a a local mall. Then the three- and four-year-olds would search a different part of the mall with a 60-second head start on the older kids. Adults weren't allowed to pick up the eggs. There was more than 2,000 eggs hidden around the mall. So plenty plenty for everybody. Plenty to go around. But as soon as they said go, everyone just made a mad dash. Parents included? People got knocked over. Adults were seen shoving little kids out of the way. Oh, yeah. I saw a lady do it. It was a couple years ago, a lady outside on the grass, and she pushed a kid out of the way as her kid was running towards an egg with a basket. Some kids came uh, away empty-handed, didn't find any eggs. The mall called the adults' behavior unacceptable. (laughs) They say they won't be hosting any more egg hunts in the future. We feel the community will be better off without the hunt. What a sad state of affairs. The parents just ruined it for the kids. That's a that's a classic kid moment. We used to do it at the park in our small town. And it's a great moment uh, to teach your kid about rules and respect. Yeah. And sometimes you don't not everything goes your way. Sometimes the kid next to you gets 5 eggs and you get one. That's the way life goes. <laughs> or sometimes you get trampled and get no eggs. Uh, that is sad. The, uh, they apologize as well for some uh, of the parents, how they treated the volunteers and the staff members were getting berated. There was uh, like 12-year-old girls from a local softball team that were helping out that were getting wow. torn apart by these parents who just, uh, you know, they, they got a little over-competitive and they wanted those eggs. Listen, you guys want to compete so bad? How about this? All you parents go on Squid Game, Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Okay? You don't get enough <laughs> eggs, you go. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We are in the midst of our small town tournament of 64. The winners from yesterday, Jim, who were they? We had Lucan beating Ingersoll. Mount Bridges beating Kettle Point. Grand Ben won over Kamoka. And Paris beat out Waterford. Today's matchups... Who do we have going head-to-head? Taz, first up, we have Port Burwell versus Port Dover. Port Dover is famous for their Arbor hot dogs. You got to try one of these legendary dogs. And during the Friday the 13th biker rally, you can try the move called the Port Dover unicycle. That's riding a motorcycle while double-fisting two hot dogs and steering with your knee. <laughs> They're taking on Port Burwell this morning. Hey, have you ever wondered what Al Borland from Home Improvement would look like in a Speedo? Well, you'll see several of those guys at the Port Burwell <laughs> Beach. Talk about tool time. In the other side of the bracket, we have Dorchester versus Simcoe, Dorchester, Ontario. Now, I've been doing my research, Taz, and apparently Dorchester is known as a bit of a swinger hotspot. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the bats at Slow Pitch City. 
Also, when you have a threesome with two other slow pitch players in Dorchester, it's called a pickle. They're taking on Simcoe this morning. They have a great slogan. Life is simple in Simcoe. Such a simple life, in fact. There are horse tie-ups outside the liquor store there. Really? I, I hate to say it, but I think those horses have a drinking problem. <laughs> Mitchell versus Goderich. Mitchell, Ontario is home of Howie Morenz, the greatest hockey player in the world for the Canadians in the 1930s. It seems like nobody has ever heard of Howie Morenz. There's no video evidence of it, so you're just going to have to take Mitchell's word for it. Goderich is their competitor this morning. Goderich, Ontario calls themselves the prettiest town in Ontario. Not to be confused with Kincardine, which is the pettiest town in Ontario. I mean, Goderich says they're the prettiest. But when you look at the Goderich tourism on Instagram, they're clearly using a filter. Turkey Point versus Port Stanley is going head-to-head right now. This is a good battle. You got Port Stanley, which is a nice little town, a tourist town. It's come a long way, seriously. In the last 50 years, back in the day, there just used to be a lot of fishermen with uh, some pretty bad drug problems, but things have come a long way, and barely anybody calls it Snort Stanley anymore. They're taking on Turkey Point, where... In Turkey Point, Ontario, every baby born comes out wearing a tiny denim jacket. Hey, remember when every small town had a hotel you could get drunk at? Well, the Turkey Point Hotel is a great example of why they no longer exist. (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) A lot of ports going head to head Mm -hmm. today. Uh, Turkey Point Hotel. Ah, man, I had some nights there back like, in the day. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of small towns. Everybody conglomerates there and uh, a lot of fights breaking out. Snort Stanley. That one might stick. Okay, if you want to vote, tell us what your favorite small town in the Taz and Jim listening area is by going to our Instagram page. Yes. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandpa. You're going to have to figure out how to use Instagram if you want to vote. Click on stories. All the matchups will pop up on your phone. Vote, and we'll move on to the Elite Eight coming up in the tournament as we look for the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you use Uber Eats. Yeah, occasionally. From Too time much. to time. Uh can you give me some insight here? Because I've never ordered from Uber Eats. Is there some sort of thing like the old pizza guarantee where if your order doesn't arrive in a certain amount of time, you get it for free? No. Maybe certain restaurants offer that, but not a generic uh, Uber Eats policy. Because I'm trying to understand why an Uber Eats driver in Kitchener-Waterloo was busted by the OPP going 160 <laughs> 160 kilometers per hour, trying to make a delivery in time. In time for what? In time to get a good tip, I'm guessing. I like it. (laughs) If I'm waiting for my food, I want this guy going double the speed limit. I don't want a cold shawarma. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, taking away the fact that probably he's just a person who likes to drive fast, what I see on Uber Eats a lot is people double dipping the drivers. I don't know if it's good or bad or against policy, but sometimes if you order Uber Eats, just like when you order an Uber for a ride, you can GPS track them as they make their route. Yeah, yeah. So occasionally you will catch them stopping at another restaurant to make a secondary pickup, and therefore 
it's taking longer for your food to get there. Your food's getting colder and your time will change because it'll give you an estimated time of arrival. Let's say it'll be 5.55 and then if they make another stop, it'll bump up to like 6.10 or something like that. So so you do have an ETA and so maybe they're trying to make that original ETA. I don't know. Because you can't you can't take away your tip after though. What would you say the average wait time is when you order from Uber Eats? It depends on the restaurant and it depends how far away it is from your house. Like twenty five like minutes. If 30 I minutes, if I ordered McDonald's from the McDonald's, it's like uh, a two minute drive from my house. It would take 15, 20 minutes to get there. Okay. But if I ordered it from Krabby Joe's and uh, across town and it was ten kilometers away, it could take an hour. All right. Well, this guy's not delivering anything for a while. His driver's license has been suspended for 30 days, and his vehicle has been impounded for two weeks. I hope they took the food out of the back seat. (laughs) That's going to smell by the time he gets his car back. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm surprised we don't see this headline more often this day and age. YouTuber making prank video shot at Virginia Mall. Oh, wow, really? 21-year-old was shooting a prank video in the mall, and it, these have been popping up in my feed where hate these. a random guy at a Home Depot or something will walk up and put a, a recycling bin or a garbage can over some dude's head and then run away. Or put another one over his own head, and then so when the guy takes yeah. off his, it's like, what up? We're Who both in the this? same boat. Uh, I've or, also seen people with the tube. They I, go, I was about yeah. to say, I, I saw one yesterday. A guy had a long tube in the hardware store, and he walks up behind a guy, uses it as a megaphone, yells at his ear. Yeah. And not clever. How does he expect not to get his ass kicked doing that? I would love to see that guy punch the end of the tube so it goes down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Just a prank, bro. Well, this guy, he uh, ended up in the intensive care unit. 21-year-old Tanner Cook was shooting a prank video. We don't know exactly what the prank was, but a fight broke out in the food court between two men. Gunfire rang out, caused panic among mall goers, and the uh, the kid who was doing the prank is going to live... He's posting pictures of himself in the hospital. Oh, probably no. getting more likes now that he <laughs> got course. shot than he would have otherwise. The clout. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he got shot uh, for trying to pull off some prank. I don't know if that's going to be a deterrent mm. or the fact that this guy is now an international news story may cause these, these TikTokers and YouTubers to try more of this stuff. Please, please don't do the aggressive ones, though. I miss the simple, just-for-laughs gags pranks where nobody's really a victim. Everybody's laughing at the end of it. It's all in good yes. fun. Yeah, but those are tough to come up with. The good ones are hard to come True. up with. Yeah, some just annoying people. Yeah, yelling in someone's ear. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a reaction. <laughs> in this case, the reaction, it's a very American reaction. Getting shot I mean, Getting in the shot. mall? <laughs> more, more people carrying guns down yeah. there than up here. I mean, the the Canadian uh, retribution may have been a cross-check into the sneeze guard at the Mr. Sub in the food court. Sure. <laughs> Not to be too specific. <laughs> Which wouldn't be good, but no. you don't have a bullet in your guts like this kid does. A YouTuber shot for trying to film a prank video.